Life is wicked and I just can't see the light A silver line and sometimes isn't enough To make some wrong seem right Whatever life brings, I've been through everything And now I'm on my knees looking But I know I must go on Although I heard I must be strong Because inside I know Hello and welcome to a very special Thanksgiving edition of the Gridiron Weekly Matchups Podcast. I am your host, Huck Breeze, and I am joined here by Scott Shettig, as always. So, Scott, I got you up a little earlier than normal. How are you, uh, how are you feeling this morning? Feeling great. It is a fantastic Thanksgiving Thursday. Uh, good day to watch some football and uh, get excited for maybe the playoffs? 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 Uh, yeah. So what are your Thanksgiving plans this year? You got anything? I, I'm sorry your Steelers aren't playing. I know that's that's tough. Um, yeah, you know, but it's probably for the best. It's about safety regulations, and it's, those are the protocols in place. So, uh, you know, whatever is uh, safest for the teams, really. Um, but uh, I just this year I'm just staying in with Valerie. We're going to uh, cook some food here. I'm not even doing a big turkey since so it's just the both two of us. I'm going to cook some uh, traditional New Zealand lamb. Okay. Uh, so... You know, we're just saying we we had canceled our Thanksgiving plans to go see my dad in North Carolina over uh, for safety reasons. That's probably what about a good you? idea. Uh, yeah, I'm just staying inside. Uh, immediate family only, uh, so just just us uh, us four. And uh, yeah, we'll just be sitting in here. I'm drinking some wassail right now. Are you um, cooking a turkey? Uh, we ordered in, so yes. okay. I, I'm gonna be honest. Yeah, I'm gonna be honest. Yeah. Where where did you guys get a turkey from? Uh, honey baked ham. Oh, okay, okay. I've heard. I know Honey Bay Cam is great. I've been hearing a lot of great things about uh, A Bears. Apparently, yeah. they do like great turkey uh, stuffed chickens and stuffed turkeys and the turducken and all the rest of it, kind of like Honey Bay Cam. Yeah. Did you go turkey? Did I do turducken? Is that what you asked? Yeah. Did you get the turducken no, from no. Honey Bay Cam? We got one it from there one year. It's one crazy. of these days. One of these days. Uh, it, it's it's nuts. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, but this year is is just not the year. I think you know if we're going to do that, we want to have you know a group of people to enjoy it. Uh, you know, not, not hold in selfishly for just Stephanie and I. Uh, so as we do every year, and when I say every year, I mean two years in a row because we've only been doing this podcast two years in a row. We need to rank Thanksgiving food. So can you give me one to five your favorite Thanksgiving foods? So I'm going to have to start off with the, the turkey and gravy at the top. I know some people give turkey a little shit, but if you get some really good turkey and some delicious gravy, that make or break, makes or break your plate right there. So I'm going to start off with that. And one, I mean, I got to put up there is the mashed potatoes because the mashed potatoes have to be good. It like, it's almost, it's like tur- turkey, gravy, mashed potatoes. It's all one word, basically. Mm-hmm. Then you go into the, hun- uh, the honey glazed ham, which is delicious. Throw in some mac and cheese. And then the sweet potato fluff. I'm leaving the cranberry sauce out off my list just because I've just never been a cranberry sauce kind of guy. Okay. I slightly agree. So the way I ranked mine or I rank mine on a yearly basis is based on this is food that I literally only eat on Thanksgiving. I love it. But I okay. only eat it on Thanksgiving. You only eat the mac-, mac and cheese on Thanksgiving. Okay, mac and oh. cheese is oh, I, I, that's why it's fourth on my list. Okay, so let me rank okay. them one All to right. five. Uh, sweet potato fluff uh, is my number one because it's delicious. Uh, it's got no nutritional value. I mean, it's literally just a bunch of sugar. <laughs> sweet potatoes are actually really good for you. They, yes, I get it. But when you add on the ma- <laughs> the the marshmallows and the sugar, it's it's just a bunch of it's it's, it's a dessert. It's terrible, you know? Yeah. <laughs> Uh, ham, because I never, and yes, I'll eat ham and cheese sandwiches, ham sandwiches throughout the year, but I never eat ham at the kind of rate that I do on Thanksgiving. Oh, I would eat ham at our draft if from ham brings one. That's true. That's true. I would eat that, that kind of ham, but I mean, very rarely do I eat just 
gobs and gobs of ham like I will today. Uh, cranberry sauce, my number three, because I, I'm a big fan of cranberry sauce, the stuff out of the can. Uh, I, ever since I was a little kid, I don't know, it's maybe something weird, but uh, but I, I like that. I think it really signifies, uh, you know, Thanksgiving. Mac and cheese. You're right. Mac and cheese is a staple of Thanksgiving, and I do eat it throughout the year. I think it's, you know, a great thing, but it, it it's so good that I can't leave it off the list. I think it's just one of those where it's just like, when you think about Thanksgiving, mac and cheese is definitely up there. And then turkey and gravy. Rarely do I eat turkey or pick turkey uh, throughout the year. Uh, so, you know, a little turkey with some gravy, get that tryptophan going uh, on Thanksgiving Day. That's, that's really what does it for me. I know I left off mashed potatoes. Uh, my daughter eats mashed potatoes uh, two or three times a week. Uh, <laughs> and uh, my family makes mashed potatoes a lot. Uh, so it's nothing new. It's literally just, uh, you know, throwing it in there. And it's, it's everyday food for us. <laughs> it, yeah, pretty much. I mean, mac and cheese is too, but but we change up the mac and cheese. You know, yeah. you throw a little crumble on top and do yeah. something different. While mashed potatoes, really, you could throw some gravy on there, but it's, there's not a lot you can do with it. You could so. do a few different things. Like, uh, you you know, say some people like to add sour cream uh, to, the, uh, to their mashed potatoes. Some people... Um, you know, you could do you could do chunky mashed potatoes, maybe you know, not as mashed, slightly mashed. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, I, really it, <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> um, yeah. Well, you know, this year we're just gonna kind of go with the traditional uh, traditional meal, and and we'll get ready for twenty twenty one. So let's get back into football. So we've got playoffs coming up. And there's about six teams that are that are going to be in the Royal Rumble here, uh, trying to shake out three spots. So three of these teams probably will not be in the postseason. Probably be sleeping on the floor of the draft next year. Uh, three of these teams will be fighting for a trophy. You last year uh, were one of these teams fighting, and you came out on top and uh, got that eighth spot. Uh, so I just want to skim over some chances of how you think this will shake up. Um, let me just go over these schedules real quick before you talk about it. So Michael's got going against me and Brad final two weeks. Cause got shedding and Neil Cameron has clay and Huck chase has Danny and Trevor. Trevor has Max and chase and Shedig has cause and Danny. So who do you think's in? Who do you think's at based on those? That's tough, man, because I like looking at everybody's remaining schedules. I kind of see everybody going one and one, honestly. Right. Like I see almost everybody beating Clay, basically. And, you know, most people are probably going to lose to Danny. Uh, you know, cause in my game this week is very pivotal for, I mean, obviously for us, but even for some other people, I'm probably just our points for and stuff and who, who comes out on that. <laughs> I'd probably have to go go with Michael Cause, and then there's then there's a you know there's a wild card after that. I'm not sure. You're just not it's, sure. Yeah, it's tough. It's tough calls, man. I'm going with Michael Cause, and you know, like I would love to say me, but it's just you know the, the air is leaving the room more I say that. So, so um, you understand that if if you're picking Cause, you're picking him to beat you this week. Because if you, if you beat him, if if you beat him this week, uh, he's in trouble. He's got to face Neil, who's the current number one seed, uh, going into that last week. So, I just, it, you're right. It is tough. tough. Uh, for me, the one person that I think really is uh, got a really good chance to get in uh, is Cameron. Uh, Clay is rolling in and it's not, you know, I can police the league only so much. I can't, I mean, Clay's not going to go out and find a quarterback. There's no quarterbacks out there. Um, he's just rolling with two this week. That sets up a Cameron win very easy. In fact, uh, you know, he may be yeah. locked this week, but, yeah, <laughs> and so he can go into that last week, uh, win or lose against me. I mean, he, could, he has a chance to beat me, but win or lose against me, uh, he's got the points, to kind of, uh, you know, he's got the second most points right behind cause of these people or third most. I think he's got a pretty good chance. Uh, he won't go. zero and two. That's something I can almost guarantee. Uh, I, I do like cause chance. If I think 
the matchup between you and him this week knocks out one of you just because uh, both you face really tough matchups in week 13 with Neil yeah. and Danny. So, uh, yeah, I think it will probably be cause, but you, you never know. <sighs> you you oh, never know. Wow. Never know. Uh, Michael, uh, you know, has, has me and Brad, even if Michael goes six and seven and does lose out, uh, he's got a, a monstrous point lead on the rest of y'all. So I think that he pretty much has a lock. So if I'm going to pick three out of these people, it's going to be Michael, Cause, and Cameron. Now, so you're saying I'm going to lose. Now, if it's not, if if it's here's something that I here's a little uh, you know a different route that we could take here. Uh, if cause if you beat Cause this week, which is something that Trevor should definitely be rooting for. I got a fan club. Well, uh, yeah. True, uh, because if Trevor can beat Max, it's possible. He did get that second quarterback, he, you know, whatever. Yeah. If Trevor can beat Max and beat Chase and go 2-0, and it'll put him at 7-6, and six, he's automatically in. Uh, and, and uh, you know, and if it comes down to points, uh, you know, he'd like to have Cause be, uh, you know, 5-8. Five and, five and eight. Uh, rather than and him be six and seven if he can win one of these, um, so because he's got more points than you. So I think in this case it would be uh, Michael Cause Cameron would be my picks, but Trevor is right there. I think that he has a decent chance to make it if one of those guys uh, falter up top. So so it'll be interesting. It, you know these guesses are never one hundred percent right. I know you had a really small chance to win last year. Um, or to get in last year, and you did. So, so you're saying there's a chance. There's always a chance. There's always a chance. All right. So let's get in the matchups for this week. Uh, let's start with Dad versus Last Man Standing. What do you think? You know, it's it's been crazy. It's like you know, Last Man Standing basically dealt with all these crazy injuries for most of the season, and now Dad is dealing with some himself. Uh, I think. Because, like, normally a couple weeks ago, I would have said Dad would probably take this easily. But Easy, now it's yeah. really it really looking like last man standing is making some end-of-the-year push to save his head coaching job or something, you know? Mm-hmm. Or just to stick it to Dad? Because mm-hmm. starting off with the quarterbacks, you know, Aaron Rodgers is normally great. But versus Chicago, you've got you've to be a little worried. Um, Nick Mullen – and then you got Nick Mullins behind him. So, like, you better hope that – Rogers is going to kick ass because Mullins' eighteen-point projection—that's very, that's uh, very favorable versus the Rams, who just destroyed Brady. So, okay, going against Cam Newton versus Arizona and Andy Dalton versus Washington. New Dalton actually looked pretty good last week, and Cam Newton's been playing better as well. So, I'm giving that the last man standing right there. You go yeah. into the wide receivers. Uh, you got Mike Evans, DJ Chark, and John Brown for last man standing. All pretty solid guys. Versus uh, Mike Williams, Brand Cooks, and Mar- Marcus Vandis- Valdez Scantling. Those have actually been coming on uh, better lately. Uh, Williams, I've been liking a lot. Cooks is probably going to be one of the you know few wide receivers left standing over in Houston. And then uh, Valdez Scantling, as well as he's been playing these last couple weeks. Has anybody talked to Valdez Scantling lately? Are, are we sure he's still alive? <laughs> yeah. I- Rodgers might have put a hit out on him. And if not, he might just not throw the ball to him ever again. So right. we'll see, you know, maybe, maybe Rogers is the forgiving kind doubt it, but <laughs> uh, I'm going to give the edge a little bit to last man standing there. Um, but it's a bit of, it's fairly even uh, their running backs are, I mean, obviously dad's Kamara is great. You don't like to see that cue and Denver's defense is actually uh, pretty good, especially the front seven. So he might have a little bit tougher day, but I think he d- still does pretty well. He still does Kamara stuff. And Jonathan Taylor's been playing okay, not as well as maybe we all had hoped he would. Um, looking over uh, at last man standing, Josh Jacobs have been playing a lot better versus Atlanta's uh, easy defense should be you know, no problem. And Mike Davis has even been sharking a few touchdowns lately. So I'd give the edge to dad there, but I don't think it's enough. I I think last man standing kind of uh, went in the edge on almost everything here. Schultz versus Henry on the tight ends. I'd give it to Henry, even though Schultz has been stealing a few touchdowns here and there. 
even their defenses. I like I like Last Man Standing's defense a little bit more. I'm taking Last Man Standing in this, and it's not just the projections. It's really all, all around. Right. Yeah, and I agree with you. And the main thing that I see about this matchup is the the QB matchups there. I mean, Aaron Rodgers and Nick Mullins facing Chicago and the Rams defense is just brutal. That is brutal yeah. uh, to go out there and do that. And those are his stars. Uh, you know, I've mentioned in the past that Brad's um, wide receivers are terrible. Brandon Cooks is not playing so bad. I've been wrong about Brandon Cooks. Okay. I'll admit I'll admit when I'm well, wrong. Well, it's because of Watson. Yeah, like Watson's been playing amazing, so it's like okay, he's, somebody's got to get it, get a little bit of that amazingness. Of course, and and I do think that Cooks has a big day today. I know Kuda's out uh, for the for the Lions, so he could run free, and I think Watson has a big day at quarterback. But I just don't see it. I mean, uh, it's weird. Hedman's team had this huge dip, uh, like week five through week ten, just like awful where they couldn't, he couldn't field a team, couldn't put a team together. And now it just seems like his team's come back better than ever. I mean, this looks like it could be a playoff team. This is better than some playoff teams. Uh, yeah. And he's 2-9 and nine on the season. So, you know, it's unfortunate. But, uh, but yeah, he's definitely there to ruin some dreams and, and, uh, and shut some people down. And I think that, you know, Andy Dalton has a big day. I think Cam Newton has a big day. Uh, and and uh, we should see Hedman pull this one out, you know, fairly easy. So, uh, so yeah, uh, let's, let's keep it rolling on to the next matchup here. Uh, Ulysses S. Grant versus Rumham. What do you think? This is probably one of the most interesting matchups just because of the, uh, you know, playoff implications for Rumham. Obviously, Ulysses S. Grant is uh, sitting pretty up there, but, you know, these projections are pretty high and they're, they're pretty accurate. You know, I agree with a lot of these here. Um, you know, starting at the top with Tom Brady versus Kansas City and Daniel Jones at Cincinnati, both great matchups. You got to like those. Yeah. Uh, going across the way, you got Matt Ryan versus Las Vegas and B. Allen, Brandon Allen, the Cincinnati <laughs> quarterback. No? I yeah. thought it was Finley. Yeah, I well, uh, yeah. I mean, we all – They already practice. benched him. He had like two days of practice, and they're like, whoa, you're it's, done. Yeah, I mean, there's something internally that they thought that Brandon Allen might be the better choice there. Uh, you know, Sorry, Finley. I'm not up to date on my Bengals news. Yeah, Finley um, came in and played really as bad as you could possibly play after Burrow came out. So, uh, so yeah, I mean, we're, we're looking at wow. it. Wow, yeah. okay. So, Brandon Allen, I'm sure that's going to do – wonders for Rumham and Cincinnati. It's a quarterback. Uh, so I'm giving the- he got one, so whatever. <laughs> yeah, it's a quarterback. It's a quarterback. No, that's true. That's true. Um, and you're going up against the Giants, so it's not a an amazing defense that he's about to go out and get negative 20 points or anything. But obviously, I'm giving the issue. This is S. Grant on the QBs there. I think Tom Brady will bounce back against Kansas City. I think Daniel Jones has been playing fairly well. He's been turning the ball over less. So going into the wide receivers, you got Godwin, Cup, and Judy for Ulysses Grant. Really like all those wide receivers. Make a lot of catches, a lot of volume. But you look at Rumham; he's got Hopkins, Fuller, and Grant. I thought you got to give the edge to Rumham there. Just Hopkins, Hopkins, and Fuller. It's still it's still close. I think Ulysses Grant's uh, wide receivers will put up a good fight, but they're going to be drowned at the end. And then you looking at their uh, his running backs. How Sanders and Ezekiel, it's still very strong. Um, looking at versus Nick Chubb and, uh, and Robinson from Jacksonville. I mean, all, all four are great running backs, but I'm giving the edge to Ulysses Grant. Um, same with Kelsey versus no fans. Even the kicker battle. I, I'm edging too much towards Grant. Rumham's putting up a hell of a fight, but I'm edging too much towards Ulysses Grant. He's probably going to take it this week. Yeah, yeah. So I'm going to disagree with you. And let me preface this by saying that some of these, uh, some of these picks, I mean, we're getting into the time pick them where uh, I'm getting behind. I'm down by five right now on the year. Uh, I haven't with, looked this year yet, this it, week. They always update it so long, so wait, late. It's right. like Saturday night. We just updated last week's pick them. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, I'm down by five. So some of these picks that I'm going to be arguing. Uh, are not actually what I 
believe in. It's just I got to come. So this behind. is what you're betting on. <laughs> and so, yeah, no offense to Trevor, but I am picking him this week. Uh, I'm taking him, and here's why I think Matt Ryan does have a bounce back week against Las Vegas. We saw what Las Vegas can give up in the uh, passing game uh, last week when uh, Mahomes came out and tore him up. Will Fuller, like I said, no Okuda today. Uh, Detroit's pass defense is one of the worst in the league, and I think he has a really big day on that side. He's got the running back matchups against two defenses that uh, can give up guards on the ground, Jacksonville and Cleveland, and he's got them facing each other. Uh, You could see some points out of both those guys. Um, You know, on the other side, Max, Daniel Jones has gone two games without, uh, you know, turning over the ball. That's pretty significant that's probably the longest in his career and uh he made he made he gets, it's a little trophy every day as he gets home he's like, right <laughs> he may be due uh you know zeke i know he, he gave up a lot for zeke um zeke's projections are pretty high when you look at 15.47 that's pretty much guaranteeing a touchdown i know he got one last week but uh he was pretty much dry for the previous four or five weeks so um you could uh, argue that he's not going to get as many uh as many points as projected there um on the defensive side i still like trevor's team i i like uh the moves he's made and i i like the the picks he has he's um he's got a you know pretty pretty stout d to pair with uh with a with an upcoming offense uh he needs it he wants it more uh you know i'm picking rumham to win this game and and uh, stay alive in the playoffs here. But uh, let's let's keep it rolling to the next matchup, Camacho versus Notorious. What do you think about this one? So, so just to be clear, you, you you're saying you want Rumham to win, but in league pick'em, you're probably picking. In league pick'em, I'm picking Rumham. Okay, all right. Just 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 curious. All right. Yes. <laughs> yes. Um, because. Like, this is one of these matchups, Camacho versus Notorious, where, man, I am really rooting for Camacho. I really <laughs> would like to see him win and, you know, and have a better season than some of the frustrations he's been dealing with. But in League Pick'em, where I would like to win, Notorious is probably the one that's going to help me get there. Yeah. Um, it really just starts at the top, you know, with Ben Roethlisberger versus Baltimore and Josh Allen versus Chargers. I, I expect both of them to do much better than Stafford versus Houston, Carson Wentz versus Seattle. Even though Seattle's defense and Houston's defense are, have both been a little bit easier throughout the season, Wentz and Stafford are both playing so bad right now that they're both benchable, honestly. <laughs> if there was anybody behind them that was worth starting, they would have been benched a long time ago or had a head coach that was should, basically should be fired. Both of them should be fucking fired. Um, and Big Ben versus Baltimore, last time we couldn't run the ball at all, all in the, until he started just throwing the ball and spreading it out five wide. So I expect him to do a lot of that. And Josh Allen's probably going to have to keep up a little bit with Justin Herbert. So I expect him to uh, do a lot better right there. The wide receivers uh, for Camacho, you got Scary Terry, Christian Kirk, and Fulgham. I do like all of them. I don't expect any of them to actually, you know, to completely blow up, but I do expect them to have a decent day. But versus Robbie Anderson, Devontae Adams, and A.J. Brown, even with the cues, I expect Devontae Adams and A.J. Brown uh, to do really well, and even Robbie Anderson to have a decent game. So I think I'd still give the edge to Notorious there. Going to the running backs, uh, Connor probably won't be able to do very much versus Baltimore. That probably, he's benchable, really. Uh, and, Devon, and David Montgomery, yeah, I guess he gets some volume, but you're, just, you're looking at you know, Damian Harris and, and DeAndre Swift, which both are good running backs, but they're on – some of the dumbest fucking running offenses I've ever fucking seen. New England says, oh, we have a great running back. Great. Let's stick this white guy in there instead. So they're just, they're terrible to bet on for running back. So Damon Harris is a great running back, but you never know if if New England's going to be smart enough to give him the fucking ball. And then, and same with DeAndre Swift. He's a great running back, but they're in Detroit. They don't know what the fuck a running back is. So they barely have no. Let me let me so, jump in here real quick and just say that Swift is not playing today. I don't know if he's going. No, to he's not. Play. I was wondering with the three points. I was like, uh, he's, he must be really questionable. Yeah, so. he's this, you better as get of this morning. Yeah, he's he's out okay. of the game. So, uh, yeah. so there you go. Yeah, and then going into their tight ends, Hawkinson's okay, but he hasn't been doing that great this year. And Waller, I, I've been loving watching him play uh, for Las Vegas. 
And I like, I mean, obviously, Notorious' defense is pretty, pretty nasty still. Dupree, Leonard, Wilson, Butler. Uh, so, yeah, he's really edging him on everything. Like I said, I'm rooting for Camacho, but uh, for Pickham, take Notorious. Yeah, this is a huge day for, for Chase. Um, if he's, I mean, this, every year when we go into Thanksgiving football and as it pertains to fantasy, I always want those Thanksgiving people just because it makes the day so much more enjoyable. Um, I agree. And, and often, you know, I've had Thanksgiving people and often it has really big implications when it comes to, uh, you know, your fantasy season and playoffs and, you know, yeah. like that. And I think in this matchup, this may be one of the only ones where we see it, where it's like front and center, where these two games that are happening today are, uh, are this is Camacho's season. If Stafford comes out and lays, a, uh, lays an egg today, uh, his season is pretty much over. I mean, he's going five and seven. He's got to win that last game. He doesn't have the points. Um, you know, it's even if he wins, it, it's it's a really really uphill battle for Camacho against a powerhouse like Notorious. Um, that being said, you know he's got three quarterbacks with great matchups today: uh, Stafford against Houston, uh, Wentz against Seattle, and Alex Smith. And I know you got to play these guys. I know if I'm in his boat, uh, Stafford and Wentz, you got to roll with those guys. But Alex Smith on the bench uh, against Dallas's D on Thanksgiving. Who boy, that's I mean that's just it's rough to do. And I know I want to say this with Max matchup too. These people who brought three decent quarterbacks with them at past the trade deadline. I mean somebody had to do it, but you're setting yourself up for so much uh, regret. And, you know, I don't want Chase going into this game saying, what if I played Alex Smith? I don't want Max. I mean, Max is in the playoffs, but, you know, what if I played Kirk Cousins if he's in the playoffs? Like, you know, what, what happens if, if I make this mistake? I mean, you're actually – it's tough. It makes it a little bit more harder than just saying, hey, this guy has a pulse, throw him into the lineup uh, like most of our teams are. Uh, I like the Lions matchups. Um, he's going to have to play Drake or Edmonds. If he doesn't see that by game time, uh, he's got about an hour and a half. His season's probably over, uh, but uh, but I'm sure he will. Um, on the other end, Danny's team is just tough to play against, regardless of matchups. I mean, you couldn't ask for better matchups with Roethlisberger facing Baltimore, Connor facing Baltimore, uh, uh, Devontae Adams facing Chicago. I mean, they they can shut him down. Uh, you know, you've got the matchups that you want. Dave Montgomery uh, is just not a running back I want on my team. Uh, you know, but. Danny's team is so hard to stop as a whole because even if you stop these guys, you got Josh Allen, you got AJ Brown, you've got uh, Darren Waller at tight end, you've got this really stout defense, probably the best defense in the league. Like, yeah. who is Eric Wilson? Eric Wilson, I, I've heard he Dude makes when, plays, man. He makes plays. I mean, this guy is a is a beast uh, in IDP. Yeah. Um, he's got two weeks or three weeks under seven points. Uh, you know, in the entire year, and he's got four weeks, uh, you know, in in double digits. So this guy is is uh, I've heard everybody that complains, Danny complain about Eric Wilson, um, Darius Leonard, of course, uh, Dupree against a Baltimore defense or Baltimore offense that looks like it is like one of the worst in the league, bottom ten in the league in moving the ball down the field. Uh, you know, he could eat. Uh, on that day or on, on Sunday when they actually, you know, decide to play. But the rest of Danny's D is very, very good. So, like I said, if you're going to beat Danny, you need a down day for a lot of players, uh, especially when McCaffrey comes back. Ooh, that's, it's just going to be nasty. Um, yeah. So, really, it's it would be – I know I said I'm trying to catch up and pick ups. It would be dumb for me to not pick Notorious in this game. I think he, he takes it in a walk. So, let's – Keep it moving, keep it moving. Disco Lemonade against Fupa Slayer. What do you think of this one? You know, it like, on paper, this kind of seems like it would be a close matchup. But when you look at how the season's gone, and you look at, like, just some of the names on Disco Lemonade's team, like, you know he's just going to win this. It It's, like, they gave the projections fairly close, but, like, Kyler Murray 
uh, at New England and Drew Locke versus New Orleans. I expect them to do much better than Ryan Tannehill at Indianapolis and Teddy Bridgewater at Minnesota. Just because the style quarterback Kyler Murray is, you know he's going to put up points. And Tannehill and Bridgewater are a little bit more of a game manager than they are, you know, airing it out kind of guys. So even with Drew Locke, you know, he's hit or miss some weeks. I think Kyler Murray can always make up for him. So disc eliminate wins right there. Uh, wide receivers, you're looking at um, Myers, T- uh, Tyreek Hill, and Robert Woods, all pretty good uh, wide receivers on each one of their teams versus Tyler Boyd's, Debo Samuels, and uh, Antonio Brown. Boyd's all right, but now, you know, he lost his best quarterback. Debo Samuels on an offense that prefers to run uh, 12 out of five plays. And Antonio Brown, uh, yeah. And then, you know, so this go lemonade go, wins the wide receiver battle there. And so you, uh, you go into the running backs and, you know, you're really not going to probably beat uh, Derrick Henry and Ahmed from Miami. So especially with Giovanni Bernard and one of the Johnsons in Houston. So even I appreciate the, right the, the pronunciation that you have with Ahmed. Because that's, oh, yes. That's how you say it. That's how they say oh, it. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you got you to throw a little uh, sand in the back of your throat. Yeah. So and right now – Neil's winning on every battle for me. As as decent of a fight Fupa Slayer might put up, uh, I think Disco Lemonade's just going to stomp his season into the ground further. Okay, uh, I'm disagree with you. Uh, Bridgewater comes back this week against Minnesota. Uh, you know, I think there's a revenge game factor in in that one. Um, him coming back against his old team in uh, Minnesota, so you know you could see some points out of that one. So. Unfortunately, uh, while we were doing this podcast, Fupa Slayer picked up my sleeper for the week. Yeah, um, I saw that. He picked up my sleeper for the week. Um, I really think that this guy could be a game changer if he got on anybody's team that was going to make the playoffs. Um, but, uh, you know, they have Brandon Allen at quarterback. They might lean on the run game a little bit more than they did with Joe Burrow. Um, and so P. Ryan, regardless of Bernard being healthy or not, might be a guy that can fill in. Today, Duke against Detroit, he wants one more game because you probably get one more game before David Johnson comes back. And uh, Duke uh, might get some points out there today. Look for him to, to do pretty well. Um, at the receivers, we're just waiting for Antonio Brown to break out. And I, I, I know you laugh, and you you obviously have opinions uh, on Tony Brown. I'm, that was unrelated laugh to that. I was I was thinking of something else. Oh, I'm sure you were. But it, <laughs> you have predated opinions of Antonio Brown. I think that if he's going to score a touchdown, if he's going to have a big day, it might be against Kansas City. Um, you saw Derek Carr. Derek Carr came out uh, last week against Kansas City's D and was almost perfect. Uh, the only reason that Kansas City won that game was Patrick Mahomes coming out and being even more perfecter. Uh, so Antonio Brown could come out and uh, and really have a big day. I think that that 7.98 points is is a small number there. Um, on the other end, Drew Locke is somebody that uh, that I've hated on all year. I know he played well for you know, two or three weeks prior. Uh, but last week he returned to true Drew Locke form. He sucked ass. And uh, I think that if I'm Neil, I'm really worried about having my QB too. Uh, well, he's really rooting for Minshew to come back. I mean, really rooting for Minshew to come back. <laughs> but I'm really worried about my QB two being somebody like uh, like Drew Locke. And I think this year or this week against New Orleans, um, that, that fear is going to be even more magnified. Uh, Jacoby Myers is somebody that I talked about for a while being like, wow, he's hot, he's hot, he's hot. Last week he was not. Kind of fell off. One catch, 20 yards. Uh, and so this, you know, or I'm sorry, three catches, 38 yards. Big difference. Um, this might not be the receiver that he thought he was going to be. Um, Derrick Henry against Indianapolis. If anybody's going to stop the run, it's going to be in Indianapolis and that, that front seven. Um, and I think on the road, Derrick Henry might not reach that 15.02. Um, I like Neil's team better than Foop Slayer. I think they've been better all year. I think obviously he's first place. Uh, you don't get first place in the gridiron for, for nothing. Um, so I, I think that he has a very good team. I just don't think uh, he's going to pull it out this week. I think Foop Slayer kind of upsets him in a surprise uh, surprise win. Interesting. I, I, I was going to say Neil's actually my lock this week. Really? Okay. 
All right. Uh, let's go with Eternal Touchdown versus Unicycle Polar Bears. What you got? Just because I didn't want to make this one a lock. It's just too easy. Yeah, it's a bit, bit of a layup. Right. Uh, Eternal Touchdown is, is the new last man standing, basically. He just can't, you know, feel the team uh, no matter what he does. So it's, it's uh, getting into that late part of the season where he's only got one quarterback. Uh, the one quarterback he has is questionable and was benched last week. Uh, is one of his running backs is on IR. There's more cues to go around. It's just, it, it's, it's like walking through a world war one, uh, you know, battle scene. There's just guys screaming and legs and limbs everywhere. And, you're like oh god and you're just cringing you know and it's muddy and you know there's mustard gas in the air you just don't want to be near it basically so that's eternal touchdowns team right now so i'm gonna go ahead and say unicycle polar bear is gonna win this one yeah i'm gonna go with unicycle polar bears i think that even if eternal touchdown got a second quarterback whether it be you know one of the guys that came up this last week um you know if if it was uh brandon allen or or whoever uh, he couldn't compete with Unicycle Polar Bears right now. I think Deshaun Watson against Detroit, he's going to eat today. Uh, he's probably one of my MVPs for uh, for today. Uh, definitely yeah, he's looking be for a, the turkey. Oh, he's going for it. Um, yeah. uh, and, you know, I know Gus Edwards was scheduled to get the majority of the carries against Pittsburgh on uh, tonight, but now that it's been back to – Sunday, we'll see. Either way, I think Gus is going to be the most prepared going into that Sunday game because the other two guys can't uh, get on the field. Uh, yeah, I mean, all around, you know, it's been a sad season for Eternal Touchdown. This is not what he expected. Uh, like I said earlier in the season, he had a bunch of picks in a row. He tried for a strategy, and the picks that he did have failed. And it's you really can't win uh, with that. You know, with Michael Thomas first showed up last week. Uh, before that, he was kind of whatever. Uh, Tua showed up three weeks ago. I mean, they just showed up way too late. He's two and nine. Um, so, so yeah, I just think it's it's a failure season. It's sad to see. You know, we've all had these. Um, but I'm gonna make my lock unicycle polar bears, and uh, and he's moving closer and closer to uh, that last week playoff run. But uh, yeah, let's let's keep it moving. Ooh, ooh, we got a good one. This is probably the uh, matchup of the week here. Darth Scott versus the Poopy Two. I'll, I'll let you start. Okay, I'll go ahead and start. Uh, Derek Carr, another person that I'll admit I was wrong on. Derek Carr has played amazing this year. He has looked like one of the better QB twos in the league, and I think he's one of the reasons that you're still afloat um, in in this uh, in this playoff race. Uh, so I like Derek Carr against Atlanta. Um, Justin Herbert, again, that trade, Matt Ryan, it started to look better and better. Again, something I was wrong on. Um, Justin Herbert is uh, probably going to be a top 10 pick next year, I would guess. Uh, you know, at this point, he definitely is. Yeah, probably. And so, and so, uh, so, yeah, you've got a – with decent matchups – uh, two good quarterbacks under your belt. I think you win the quarterback battle. I mean, him he's f- facing San Francisco D, which is no cakewalk in Jared Goff. And, and Lamar Jackson has not looked very Lamar Jackson-esque. And going on a road against an undefeated team in Pittsburgh, he's really going to have to look better to uh, to really carry this team, poop two into the playoffs. Um, at your, your receiver position, um, Nelson Aguilar was a good pickup, obviously came out and scored a touchdown last week. Um, but, uh, but, you know, and Claypool is obviously, again, he's going to be a, probably a top 10 receiver pick next year. I mean, you've got a bunch of people on your team that will be good next year that have kind of risen from the time that you didn't draft them, but you, you got them in the middle of the year and they've risen since then. Um, so, so yeah, I, I like your matchups this week. Um, usually I hate your running backs. I've hated your running backs all year. And I, I still don't like them. But Adrian Peterson against Houston today is a very, very interesting matchup. And, uh, you know, he's used to playing on Thanksgiving. He's, he's used to eating that turkey leg at the end of the game. Uh, and he's been doing it for years. He's been doing it probably for more than a decade. Um, and I think he might be, you know, he won't be eating a turkey leg because I think only winners eat turkey legs. And I think Houston's going to win this game. But <laughs> but he might go home and, and eat knowing that uh, 
knowing that he uh, had a great game, you know, maybe 60, 70 yards and touchdown. So you might uh, double those projection points for you today. Um, your defense has been playing insane. Uh, Fitzpatrick is awesome. Uh, he's probably one of the uh, MVP, defensive MVP uh, candidates of the year. So I like it on that end. Um, on cause then I will say that DK Metcalf is a beast coming on Monday night. That's something to be scared of for sure. Uh, but the rest of his team just looks kind of flat here. I'm not, I'm, nothing else is just jumping out on the page to me. Uh, besides Metcalf, he's got to get some surprising points somewhere. Um, so although it's 180, he's projected 180, and I think he will have a decent week. Probably, it'll probably be in the 150 to 160 range. Um, and I think you outdo your projections this week. So I think you uh, you win by a, you know a 10 point margin. I like it. I like it. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I know. I always say I don't look at projections, but like. I don't want to look at that fucking projection. Come on, Yahoo. I don't, yeah. you know, looking at 180, it's it's always a little unsettling, you know, regardless. Yeah, it's because, a lot. Uh, you know, I watched that uh, Baltimore t- and Tennessee game uh, a couple days ago, and Lamar Jackson actually looked a lot better. He was pushing the ball downfield, throwing it. Uh, he, he actually looked a lot better as a passer. Uh, so he, you never know. He could have a decent day because if they, they could really find a balance, he could be very dangerous. And Jared Goff versus San Francisco, it is a division game, so they probably will play him tough. And San Francisco's defense is always, you know, usually something to, you know, contend with. But you never know. Uh, Goff looked decent this past week. He did throw two interceptions, but he looked decent. So I still expect him to put up some uh, good points. I love David Carr at Atlanta. I love that matchup. But Justin Herbert at Buffalo, I uh, the the weather up there is getting really bad. It's getting cold. It's getting windy. It's getting a lot harder to throw the ball. That's literally why, like, I I will probably will never draft a Buffalo quarterback or a Cleveland quarterback just for those two reasons alone. Because the weather by this time just gets so shitty. I mean, just l- look at Michael trying to deal with uh, uh, Baker up there, and it's just like even if he was playing, you know, and he wasn't hurt and stuff like that, the weather just you know prohibits from you you really doing anything. So. Yeah, um, I mean, I just yeah. just real quick, I, I had uh, Derek Anderson. Do you remember Derek Anderson? Obviously, you do. Remember oh, yeah. Derek Anderson. Uh, back in 08, it was like his one season where he just kicked ass. I think he threw like almost 40 touchdowns, uh, yes. made the Pro Bowl. It, it was insane. The The Browns made the playoffs, I think, that year, barely. Um, but in the uh, first round of the playoffs, Derek Anderson came out and was playing in Cleveland – and it was like so much snow, and uh, he threw for like 80 yards in an interception, and I lost. And it's just, it's something you got to think about. You're you're absolutely right. It's something you got to think about. But uh, you know, keep going. Uh, yeah. So that that, that matchup kind of it, it bothers me. He does have a strong arm though, so I, I hope he does well. Um, so I'm, you know, I think it's kind of even there for quarterback wise. So going into the wide receivers. You know, that Monday matchup of is he thrown to Lockett or is he thrown to Metcalf every Ooh, time? That's good. Yeah. And it's just, it's all, you know, I'll be watching that like crazy. Um, so that'll be interesting. And then he's got DJ Moore and Sterling Shepard along with it. DJ Moore, I feel like every week I see scores a touchdown. And Sterling Shepard is, you know, one of very few targets in, uh, in New York. So he's going to get the volume. I love watching Claypool play. The guy is a beast and he's a future star, if not now. And Nelson Aguilar, you know, he's been playing well. And I think the, like with the matchup with Atlanta this week, I'm going to love. So I just need to get that connection from David Carr to get this st- get that stack going. And then we got the same kind of matchup with the running backs is Le'Veon Bell in the backfield or is Clyde Edwards Hilaire in the backfield, you know? So it's, <laughs> It, it's another one of that game. So we're, we'll both be watching, you know, it, looking at the number on the back, like, Oh, fuck. Yeah. Uh, so it'll, it'll be interesting. And then today with Adrian Peterson, man, I hope he's, he's hungry for some Turkey. That would be great. So yeah, we'll see. He's, he's a little old though. That's the only thing, but you know, he can still eat Turkey. There's no age yeah, uh, limit yeah. on Turkey. And he's, you know, and he's, got, he's still got those baby knees. So by now his knees are probably only like teenagers. So it's yeah. all good. You know, um, versus Todd uh, Todd Gurley on their side, who's actually been playing uh, uh, pretty well for Atlanta. But we'll see. I think I think I 
he gets the edge a little bit just because I think Clyde Edwards Slayer is going to get a little bit more volume than Bell probably, but Bell just needs to vulture some of those touchdowns. Yeah. And then Andrews, you know, it's, it's just, it's very close for me. Um, You know, I'm picking myself this week just because I gotta, I gotta go. I gotta root for myself here. Uh, Even, even with the pick I'm going right now, uh, I think it's a close matchup. His defense is pretty nasty. Kendricks is the guy right next – Eric Kendricks is the guy right next to Eric Wilson, and they're just – you know, every play is just like it's either him, him or Wilson. It's Kendricks or Wilson. Kendricks, and it's it's pretty ridiculous. He'll, he'll stack up probably 12, 15 points just on tackles and assisted tackles alone. Right. Uh, Mario Davis and Von Bell are both pretty good. Sorensen has been playing really well for Kansas City. It's like every week I see him getting turnover, so – you know, I need Fitzpatrick to play really well. I need Watt to do well. Ogba uh, versus the Jets needs to get in there. Come on, man. It's the fucking Jets. Uh, so, you know, I think it's, like I said, I think it's going to be close. I'm giving myself the edge. So. Okay. Uh, yeah. Um, just a little note on your team prior to uh, moving on to the next matchup. Uh, Chase Claypool, if you look at his stats, I mean, this was a guy that Danny whispered as his very last pick. Chase Claypool, he's he's, he's going to be good, and I and I was you know thought he was joking or drunk or whatever, and you know I knew Chase Claypool, I knew he was drafted, but then we were talking about Washington and uh, Juju and uh, Deontay Johnson and all these people that were in front of him on the depth chart, and he's come out and scored ten touchdowns this year, two on the ground and eight through the air amazing that is just amazing uh those are the kind of people that you need to find to win fantasy championships and uh you know that's just good he's gonna be he's gonna be a top 10 receiver pick this year i would say that he's probably the number one guy over there overtaking juju um in in pittsburgh so uh good good pickup good find um but let's let's move on to uh to sex raptor versus the maestro you want to go first on this one yeah I'll, I'll go first it's it's tough man this is probably the closest matchup other other than mine i, I this is probably the closest locally even closer than mine because i mean patrick mahomes at tampa bay i think he's gonna put up good, uh, good points he's gonna want to beat brady and but you're looking at russell wilson on monday night at philadelphia which philadelphia is just a dumpster fire of a fucking team right now so it's, you know, I, I think it's probably almost even there. And then you got Philip Rivers versus Tennessee versus uh, Baker Mayfield at Jacksonville. I think that's where you need to win. I think you need to have Philip Rivers have a better game versus Tennessee than Baker Mayfield at Jacksonville. It's a tough call because it, Tennessee's defense every week is either kind of pretty good and kind of, you know, pretty tough or terrible. So it's it's that's your – the Achilles heel on your quarterbacks there. I want to say it's going to end up being uh, fairly even unless Mahomes just goes nuts against Tampa Bay, which there's always that chance. Going into your wide receivers, you got Calvin Ridley, uh, Pittman Jr., which has been coming on pretty well. Marvin Jones Jr. has always been uh, fairly decent, and he's playing today versus Houston versus Keenan Allen, Devontae Parker, and Allen Robinson. That's, t- that's another tough call because Keenan Allen's been doing amazing in the Chargers. Devontae Parker's been doing pr- uh, pretty well. Now, and Robinson's like the only guy to be able to do anything in Chicago. So, but Calvin Ridley's been playing okay. Atlanta needs to have a bounce back game, which they probably do better versus Las Vegas defense and the Saints defense they did last week. Pittman Jr., if you can get that stack with Rivers, that'd be great, especially versus Tennessee. You'll probably get at least some. And Marvin Jones Jr. Guys, this tough matchup. Like I said, it's pretty. That's very even for very even for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, I assume you're. Is Eckler not on IR, or is he projected? Is he on IR? He's practicing. Uh, <laughs> he's practicing, and so uh, you know the plan is for him to play this week. They haven't. Uh, I mean, he's in full practice, so they haven't said if he will or will not play. As of now, I assume he will play. Um, if he doesn't, then we'll see a heavy dose of uh, Patterson at running back. Okay. Um, because, I mean, he's not super healthy over there with Chris Carson on his queue as well. So, mm-hmm. like, every, I could see every single one of these matchups going either way. Um, I love Ebron over John Smith. 
Um, we do have some breaking news. Dad just added J. Ron Curse and dropped Marcus Peters and added Austin Hooper and dropped Dalton Schultz. I don't know if that affects your picks at all. I don't think it affects mine at all. <laughs> well, I just don't understand why. I mean, we can get to this in a little bit. All right, we can do it right now. I don't get why you would drop Thanksgiving people. I mean, I just – that's just – I mean, that takes some mental fortitude that I just don't have. He's I mean, going to watch Dalton Schultz score a touchdown today. And be I'm going to watch Dalton Schultz score a touchdown. I can almost guarantee it that yeah. Dalton Schultz scores a touchdown today. I don't know why he would pick I, out I of him. <laughs> After Dalton showed that he was a better uh, – that he, he played a lot better last week. Yeah, he did. Uh, and coming into this week, you know, I, I think the Cowboys win this game, and I think Dalton Schultz is a better play than Austin Hooper. So, um, I don't know. We'll have to see. Yeah, sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt your no, uh, game no. uh, analysis here. And honestly, right now, I'm, as I'm going through it, I had picked Maestro, but I am convincing myself towards your team right now. Uh, more and more as I look at look at it uh, further in, because then you, I, as I'm getting to your defense, I, I like I, I forget how good your defense is sometimes. But obviously, Devin White's a beast. Obviously, Bobby Wagner's badass. Schobert's another badass. Clark, Rowe, and May are also very solid defensive backs. Yeah, I think I'm switching my pick over to you. It's like I want – I feel like I've lost on pick them a little bit lately on my strokes. I keep being like, his team's still really good, right? And they're just like, nah. <laughs> well, I, yeah, I mean, he's lost, what, four straight? Um, the The thing that worries me, again, you always worry about Monday night and uh, also Sunday night. He doesn't have a lot of people that play – in between now and noon or in the noon games. Uh, and so he's going to not have a lot of points. He's going to be behind by a lot uh, going into Sunday night because he's got a quarterback, a receiver, his star running back, his backup or his running back two, uh, his, uh, his best defensive player um, all going Sunday and Monday night. Uh, that's scary to me. I, you know, that's me. I, I never like watching a game hoping that people don't do stuff. You always like watching a game hoping that you have the players that are going to score. You don't like watching, don't throw this guy, don't complete this pass, because usually they, they obviously do. I'm going to pick myself just because um, I do like these matchups. I know Phillip Rivers has a bum foot right now, but when has he not had a bum foot? Or I don't think that really matters because, uh, you know, when he when he gets the snap, it's usually just a bounce, a bounce, and then a toss, uh, a little shot put over the linebacker or something like that. I think he can play. He showed that in the fourth quarter, had that bum foot. I think it's a toe, um, and I think he'll be okay against Tennessee, who's been pretty susceptible to the pass game this year. Um Mahomes at Tampa Bay. Mahomes has been matchup proof. Um, I don't care if you face Baltimore. I don't care if you face Pittsburgh. Uh, he's going to go out there and put up points. Tampa Bay's got a good defense, but Goff smoked him last week. Uh, so, so we'll see how that works out. Um, I love my receivers and I love my receiver matchups uh, this week, Las Vegas, Tennessee. I love Pittman. Pittman uh, showed up last week for me on my bench. Uh, you know, he's, he's going to be somebody to own for the rest of the year and Marvin Jones. Um, you know, I'm trying to milk as much out of Marvin Jones as I possibly can. No Galladay today. So he's the number one guy against the Houston D who looked like they could, uh, their Swiss cheese. Um, you know, Marvin Jones come up, score a touchdown today. Uh, I got my running backs back. These are running backs I drafted. Uh, if Eckler can play and, uh, Kareem Hunt can play, you know, we've got a good matchup there. Um, Ebron. You know, I've never been that big on Ebron because I feel like Ebron's ceiling is what we've seen for the past, like, three or four weeks. Around 10 points, gets a touchdown, three or four catches. Um, but, uh, yeah, he was noticeably upset. He went on Twitter and did a little rant uh, because they weren't allowed to play this week. I didn't see that. What do you, what do you say? I said, this is bullshit, NFL. Um and I don't understand. I hate it when they do that. It just it just uses they the other team uses that as fuel. Well, um, I just 
I don't understand why you would not want to spend time with your family. You get the day off. I mean, playing Thanksgiving. Because before, before they were going to play on Thanksgiving and then be off for the whole weekend. Now they can't spend time with their, their family because they have to quarantine until they, uh, until they play. And then that means they're not, they, 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 stay, they can't spend it with their family today. I guess so. And also the undefeated yeah. Steelers would face the uh, Ravens, you know, pretty shorthanded. So. And, the, and the Steelers have, I think, I think Tomlin's never played on Thanksgiving, and most of them haven't. Yeah. But, I mean, you got to understand that uh, it, didn't they do this for the Steelers earlier this season? Or I guess the Steelers got the, the run of it with the Titans, the, huh? Yeah, the Titans did it, and the Steelers lost their uh, their bye week, which was supposed to be in week eight. Instead, they got it in week four, like taking a pit stop in the first lap of the Daytona 500. Real fucking useful. Yeah. So, well, I mean, the Steelers got, had some COVID the other week, but – they just, you know, had those players sit out and then went out and played their game like fucking men. So, yeah. Yeah. I mean, they're 10 and 0. So, you know, they can complain and rightfully they can't complain, but uh, whatever. Yeah. Just, just fucking win. Just fucking win. Just fucking win. Uh, on the other side, like I said about Michael's team, uh, Russell Wilson scares me. Uh, that Sunday night scares me. I know that Michael uh, hasn't won in four weeks, but his team is still formidable. Is still one of the oh, teams. Yeah. I mean, this guy went five and zero to start of the season. Really hasn't changed much uh, on his team, and this is—it's amazing. This is the team he drafted. Uh, besides Allen Robinson, uh, you know, Amari Cooper's on the bench, but this is the the starting lineup he drafted uh, verbatim. Uh, you know, I have close to mine, uh, but but not not quite. Uh, but that's his starting lineup. So uh, you know, it's it's definitely scary. Um, I will say that. If it was me, I'm playing Amari Cooper today. I'm playing Amari Cooper over um, probably Allen Robinson. Um, I think that you got to play people on Thanksgiving. Uh, this game does matter to him, obviously, for playoff uh, standings. But it's not a huge game. I, I think they each play Amari Cooper. I, I would play Amari Cooper. Uh, I love playing Thanksgiving people. Uh, I'm going to, you know, be it's going to be really fun to watch, uh, watch starving Marvin, uh, eat, you know, today. Cause I think he, he really does. Um, other than that, you know, he's got a good D he's got a good team. Uh, you know, this, this may be a, a preview of a, a playoff matchup, but I, I think I, I'm going to go ahead and take this one purely because Mahomes and my receivers are going to, are going to carry. So, uh, so yeah, just a, just a few notes on my defense. Or on my bench, T. Higgins, terrible. I, I hate what happened to Joe Burrow. I mean, obviously, I've watched that play. Yeah. You saw that play. No, nobody wants to see it, and they and they're saying it's worse than they thought it would have been originally. Yeah. That's awful. You know, you never want to see it because he. There's been a lot of like really amazing young quarterbacks this year, and he was obviously at the like you know right at the top of the list. So it's right. yeah, it's awful. Yep, yep, absolutely. But Zachers returns this week. Uh, hopefully, we can. We can get a little tight end shuffle in there. But all right, those are our picks for the week. Let's get into hot takes for our Thanksgiving week. Uh, what do you got? You know, it, this one's a little tougher than usual. I do feel like a lot of the favored teams are probably going to win. Some are a little closer. I, I want to say Chicago is going to beat Green Bay, but I think Green Bay is going to bounce back after that uh, loss to Indianapolis, which was my hot take last week. Um, but, I, you know, I just I feel like Rodgers is going to bounce back this week. My closest one might be San Francisco upsetting the Rams, actually. Okay. Uh, yeah, I mean on that... a short, On a short week, maybe, you know, they were looking so much at the Tampa Bay game. So. Yep. Division matchup. Uh, here's my hot take, and I'm going to give you a hot take, a Thanksgiving hot take, Thanksgiving steaming hot take, hot turkey take. Uh, Kiki Kuti, who we've kind of, we kind of wrote off as a, a bottom feeder in the Texans lineup. Um, you know, you had Stills above him. You had uh, Cobb above him. You had, you know, Will Fuller. You had, you know, all these people, Cooks, above him. You know, you saw these things that we did in the offseason as the Texans, and you're like, what? What are we doing? Why are we doing this? Uh, and Kiki Kuti was kind of pushed to the bottom. Obviously, we had no confidence in him. Well, he comes out last week 
when Cobb goes down, because Cobb goes down for, you know, a, a number of weeks and scores touchdown. And so suddenly in a now emerging Texans pass offense, that's pretty dynamic. You've got a third wide receiver, solid third wide receiver, slot guy, um, and Kiki Kuti. I think he has a rushing touchdown today. Yeah, he has zero rushes in the season. I get that. Uh, hold on one second. Sorry about the barking dog, but yeah, no, I think he gets a rushing touchdown. I think this guy emerges, um, you know, uh, might as well just jump in the sleepers. My sleeper for this week, Kiki Kuti. I would totally pick him up. I mean, this would be a guy that I would have grabbed yesterday. Um, if not for the, my lack of moves, I only have three the last last five weeks. And I, I like my receivers, you know, pretty good. I don't really have a blaring need at right receiver, but this guy is somebody that's going to score points. Um, like I said, I know he doesn't have any rushing attempts. I know he doesn't have uh, a lot of work this year, but it would be smart of the Texans to use him, you know, with our lack of backfield options, use him as a Curtis Samuel, as a, uh, a Cordell Patterson. Um, get him in the backfield. Get him in motion. Uh, let's let's see it today, Texans. Um, so so that's my sleeper. Do you have a sleeper for this week? I do, and uh, he's a very little known guy. You might not even recognize the name, but he is a running back named Melvin Gordon the Third. Now let me tell you about <laughs> this guy. He is a solid running back. He scored two touchdowns last week in a very tough matchup versus Miami. So this week, say it's tough versus New Orleans, but that's what they said last week. So I expect him to do pretty well because the guy's kind of a beast. So I don't know. He might be a little under the radar. You might, like I said, you might not have heard of him, but I think he's going to do really well. Yeah, I mean, he did come out and score two touchdowns, you know, last week. That's great. That's I'm good for him. You know, I'm really happy for for MG3. You know, that's wonderful. Yeah. All right, let's get into our gambling corner. Uh, do you have any good bets for today or this weekend? My bets for today is uh, my winners are Houston and Dallas. I like Deshaun Watson for three touchdowns, and I like uh, Dalton for two. And for the weekend, sorry, uh, I like I like Arizona over New England, and I like – Green Bay over Chicago. I like Seattle over Philly. And I think Tampa Bay will cover the spread versus Kansas City. Okay. All right. That's that's fair enough. I, I do like those picks. Um, I'm just going to give you some gambling picks for today. Now, let's. I'm going to preface it by saying favorites are 33 and 13 against the spread on Thanksgiving since 2004. I don't think that changes today. So you know this year has been pretty shitty as far as Texas professional football, whether it's the Cowboys or the Texans, had pretty rough years. But today, I think we get some Texas redemption. Uh, I like Texans and Cowboys both against the spread. I think uh, both these guys come out and get the job done today. Um, I like the over in the Texans game, and I like the under in the Redskins-Cowboys game. I, I think they both get it done um but all right let's let's get into our one of our last little segments here um what are you thankful for scott what are you thankful for this year thankful for a lot of things i'm thankful for my health for myself my friends uh, my family and the great iron league of course you know i'm thankful for the steelers being 10 and 0 and you know, but obviously it doesn't mean a thing without a ring. And uh, I'm thankful for, for you know, being able to spend uh, Christmas and Thanksgiving, you know, with the person I love, even if we are in a pandemic, and that we have this kind of great technology to still be in touch in such a time. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I absolutely agree. And so although this has been a bizarre year, you know, I'm thankful for all the people that are in this league and all the effort all that all you've put forward every year, uh, you know, as you always have. And just to name a few, this year, Chase with his generous offerings this past year, thankful for Clay with his stickers, Neil with the statistics that he presents us, you know, weekly, 
Max with his rankings, you know, preseason rankings, and the website maintenance that he does. I know that takes a lot of time. And I'm thankful to you, Scott, for taking a little slice of time every week to produce this podcast. And I know it's not always easy to do this every week. You know, sometimes I wake you up hungover on Thanksgiving, uh, <laughs> you know, and uh, with work and family and everything else in life. But I really do uh, appreciate it and I know I spend way too much time on podcasts and research and watch football, but I enjoy the hell out of it. And for those of you that I haven't seen this year, I miss y'all and I can't wait for 2021 where at the very least, at the very least, we can get in an in-person draft at an exotic place of some sort. So happy Thanksgiving to all of you out there uh, listening to this gridiron podcast. Um, and for our Thanksgiving sponsor this week, we have The Right Stuff. The Right Stuff. Do you want some clothing to make sure that you look like a man that needs, that demands respect? The Right Stuff is what you're looking for. We have pre-World War II style, ethically made heritage clothing, made in Japan. You're going to like the way you look. We guarantee it. Oh, Okay. All right. Is that a is that a family brand? It is. Yeah, my my brother's uh, clothing brand that he does at the right stuff. It's it's really great, uh, high quality clothing. Yeah, I think I've seen some of it through social media. It's pretty cool. That's pretty awesome. Um, all right, that's that's just about it. Uh, that's all we have for for this week, ladies and gentlemen. Scott, do you have anything to say before we go? Just want to say happy Thanksgiving, and uh, yeah, I miss everybody, and I appreciate you too, man. This has been this has been a lot of fun. I never thought this podcast would get this far. Not that I had any doubts, but it just, you know, if you would have told me, you know, a couple of years ago, we'd be like, hey, you're you're going to be like, you know, two seasons in the podcast, you know, every preseason and everything, you know, and it, it's been great. It's been a yep. fun experience. Yeah, the year's gone by. Can you believe? Uh, yeah. You know, it feels like yesterday we were arguing about if we were going to draft in person or not. And now it's uh, yeah. it's almost Christmas time, almost playoff time. Yeah. So. So uh, thanks, guys, for listening. I hope you guys have a great Thanksgiving and a great week. And uh, we will see you guys uh, next time uh, for week 13. So long. Way-